So my friends, um, today we hear in our second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, I think something that we can very much um, relate to, that creation is, all creation is groaning, as in labor pains, even until now, and that creation, it seems, um, has been subject to futility. Um, And that that's something, you know, if we've been putting all of our stock in uh, created goods and in uh, just worldly things, again, we've seen in these last number of months how quickly that can just uh, fade away and how how difficult it is. Actually, hold on one second. If people go downstairs, we have a spot here in the front, like right in the front seat, so we don't have to overflow just yet, or that. Um, But we do have a spot in the front if anyone else comes in. So, sorry. Creation is groaning, as in labor pains, um, and that this is uh, subject to futility, and that we, we ourselves, have been groaning under this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe at first some people are like, oh, there's a little bit of a, um, oh, there's, you know, going to be some ceasing of social activities. I know back in early March, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be able to get some reading done, and that there's going to be a little bit of a break back when this was just supposed to be a two-week thing, and now here we are months later, um, with a tremendous amount of people who have um, suffered and even died, um, and that creation is still groaning as things, as we watch the news, appear to be getting um, worse in different parts of the country, and that what we may have experienced is this desire, we may have felt um, captive by restrictions, by social restrictions, by not being able to go out, by not being able to do our own thing, by having... um, uh, being told what to do, being told what to wear, um, and this whole thing. And what we need to see in this with a supernatural vision is that we were created for freedom. And that things that we seemingly, in the worldly sense, restrict our freedom or hamper our freedom, when we rebel against those, there's a deeper theological thing that we should recognize. We were created for freedom. And for freedom, Christ set us free. But that our true freedom is not all about exterior freedom, but rather interior. There's an interior freedom that we can have that no one can take away. If we are rooted in the gospel, if our Lord, if in Christ we're set free, then we share, uh, and this is one of uh, a phrase I love in the New Testament, in the glorious freedom of the children of God, in libertate gloriae filiorum Dei, in the glorious freedom of the children of God. Christ set us free for this glorious freedom, uh, and that that is the freedom of the children of God, and that that's a freedom that no amount of um, illness, no amount of social restrictions, no amount of laws, no amount of persecution, nothing can take away the freedom that we receive in baptism when we become adopted sons and daughters of Almighty God. And if we have set our freedom on being able to go where we want and do what we want and wear what we want and be with whoever we want, that is a freedom that can be taken away. But if we set our freedom on the fact that I am a free son of God or a free daughter of God. If my freedom is rooted uh, in that relationship that I have 
with the Heavenly Father, no one can take that away. The glorious freedom of the children of God. And that this call to that glorious freedom um, is, needs to take root in our soul. In order to want to receive that, we need to be open to it. When we see, when we hear the parable of the sower in the gospel, you know, it's the same seed. It's the same message. And this is something that never ceases to amaze me, um, even I find in my own preaching, um, is that it can be the same words, but some people are like, great homily, Father. And some people are, well, some people are falling asleep, right? And it's, and nothing's happening, right? And other people don't say anything, but interiorly can even be moved. Or sometimes I'll hear, you know, someone will say, Father, when I went to confession at whatever time and said whatever I said, you said this. And I'm like, that's great. That sounds like great advice. I, I don't think I'm clever enough to say that, but okay. Like what? A, I don't even realize sometimes what I'm saying. And, um, and that it could be something that, you know, changes interiorly. It's all about our interior disposition to receive God's word, which then, you know, it'll be the same word, the same message. But some of us, we'll just be close to it. That's the seed that falls on the path. It's just closed. It'd be like throwing seed at Stanley Street out there. You can throw all the seed you want. Nothing's going to happen. It's a sealed, closed-off thing. And there are a lot of hearts that are sealed and closed off. And no matter how many words are thrown at them, um, they're, not, they're not even open. Um, and we have to recognize that. And, and that process would then need deeper conversion to be open to receiving God's word. Or there, there are some who receive it and it's like, that's a great idea. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then nothing comes of it um, because it's shallow. It's shallow resolutions. Or there are those who do want to, you know, really live a Christian life, but there's, there's just so many other things going on. And um, maybe I am open, but I, it gets choked. My desire to really live that freedom of the children of God just gets choked by worldly concerns by difficulties, by, by worries and concerns. But then there are times when we hear this message of freedom, this call of freedom, this call to live in the glorious freedom of the children of God, and it hits the good soil, and it bears fruit a hundredfold, right? So that's what we need to pray, um, that we, our hearts are open to receiving this call um, to live a deep and abiding interior freedom, the glorious freedom of the children of God. You know, St. Paul, other, in his other writings, talks about how um, whether he's imprisoned or he's, um, you know, being, being beaten or if he's shipwrecked, he, he retains, he, nothing can separate him from the love of God. No amount of social distancing or quarantining can separate us from the love of God. God has been so close to us. And if we haven't felt that these last few months, it doesn't change that he's been there with us every step of the way. And so we've been set free from the futility of creation. We need to recognize um, the futility of earthly things. And if we put all of our time in those and our effort in those and our hope in those, they will ultimately let us down. But no, we've been set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God, in libertatem gloriae filiorum Dei. My friends, this is the freedom for which Christ set us free. And so we ask our Lord today to open our hearts, to make them good soil, 
to hear this message of that glorious freedom and to resolve to live interior freedom and interior peace, to let Christ teach us how to live as sons and daughters of the Father so that being sons and daughters of the Father and knowing our adoption, um, we can have the peace and the freedom for which Christ set us free.